for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Lexi Martin. How's it going today, Lexi? Hi, it's going well. Thank you. How's it going with you, Tom? It's going pretty good. It, it, it's been a long few days, like we were talking earlier. Uh, work sent us home, but, you know, it makes the podcasting a little bit easier because I don't have to, like, make sure I'm home by a certain time because I'm already home. So it's just a matter of turning off my work pager, not pager, but what is this? The 1980s. Um, but like all my work apps and stuff like that. So they don't blow up my phone and whatnot, but you know, it's going pretty good. It's I'm just enjoying life out here in central Texas. So, um, but I've, First off, I want to thank you so much for taking time to sit down and chat with me for a little bit. I'm really excited to learn more about you, what you got going on. I know you uh, released some music back at the end of the year, last year. Yep, last year. So weird to have to say that now because it still feels right. like it's 2021. <laughs> but um, so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about the new project <laughs> you're working on or new music video. Um, and, uh, you know, just all that fun stuff. So first off, before we kind of get into all that, uh, let's talk about what your background is. Can you kind of introduce yourself to the people that are just getting to know you or meeting you for the first time? Think like comic book origin story number one. Okay, my comic book origin story. Okay, um, I am... I stand at a very intimidating four foot, 10 inches. I am from Long Island, from Suffolk County. And there's that accent. Yes, yes. Um, I love pizza, bagels. I walk into walk in. I don't really drink coffee, but whatever. Um, I have two wonderful parents who are a lawyer and a doctor. So naturally, when I decided I wanted to be an entertainer, they were thrilled. <laughs> um, and then I went to college for musical theater um, because when I tried to pursue music, I got a lot of pushback. Being a plus size woman, um, a bunch of men told me that essentially my physique wouldn't fit well into pop music, but there's always theater. So I went and I did theater so I could be the funny girl and still sing that way. And then once I graduated college, I was like, you know what? music is my passion. Let's just go to LA, see how it goes. Cause at that point we already had Megan Trainer and Lizzo. And I was like, big girls are on the rise. Like this is my time. So that's what put me here. Awesome. Awesome. Where'd you go to college at? Um, I went to American university in Washington, DC. Okay. Awesome. And, um, after school you ended, that's when you ended up moving out to Los Angeles. Yep. Yes, I stayed in D.C. for about half a year and then, oh no, maybe it was more like a year and a half. I graduated in 2016 and then I moved out in February 2018. Oh my gosh, yeah, so it was like a year and a half, never mind. <laughs> and then I, time, what is 
time. What oh, yeah. what is? Um, and then I moved out here. Oh, I had a same realization when I found out I've been living in Texas for two years. I was like, wait a minute, it feels like I've only been here like six months or something. But yeah, I had that same realization. Um, so as far as like introduction to music, who was the uh, first person to introduce you to music or who, who originally introduced you to music? My dad. Um, he would drive me to school a lot of days because I um I would get bullied on the bus. So he would drive me to school and he would play a bunch of jazz with a little bit of Rod Stewart in there, random. Um, but a lot of a lot of jazz, a lot of jazz. And he introduced me to Christina Aguilera. Um, and so he was the first person who really took me seriously when I said I want to do music. I want to pursue it professionally. Nice, nice. And uh who are some of the, at that time, your dad was uh, playing a lot of jazz for you. Who are some of the musicians you were listening to? Well, can you hear that silent siren? I thought it was here. I no. literally, I literally thought it was- to a freeway. Like I am at the entrance to a freeway. There's so much drama that happens. Everybody's honking and whatnot. Um, I apologize. What was the question? Oh, uh, who, <laughs> um, who, who were some of the musicians that you were listening to when you first got introduced to music? Um, so in the car, what my inter, uh, musicians, my dad would play would be Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole. I looked into Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald. Nina Simone is a big favorite of mine. And then when I started branching off on my own and discovering artists that I, I really love, the first artist I saw in concert was actually Avril Lavigne. I was nine and my dad took me, amazing. He's my superhero. Um, and then other artists that I really gravitated towards, I really enjoy singer-singers. So Jesse J, JoJo, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, Kelly Clarkson, Beyonce. Jennifer Hudson, all these powerhouse vocalists. Cool, cool. And so that that's kind of who you model yourself after now are all the, the big powerful, or who, who do you kind of model yourself after now that you've been doing this professionally for a few years? The feedback that I've gotten is very Megan Trainer-esque with mm -hmm. more riffs. Okay. Uh, who do I model myself after? I, I take a lot of inspiration from artists like Jojo and Lizzo, as far as sound goes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, as you were kind of going through the journey of, from the moment that you decided to, um, well, let me ask this question first, before we get into that, do you remember the first song that you heard that spoke to you on a different level that was like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I'm thinking. It's kind of uh, sad, but the first okay. song I like really had a strong emotional connection with was off Christina Aguilera's Back to Basics album, arguably one of the greatest albums of all time. And it's, um, it was Hurt. And it was about her singing about her relationship with her father and all, all of the complex things that went along with that. And it just really resonated with me. And it reminded me of how dear my dad is to me and how 
supportive he's been and how I just couldn't deal with losing him. So I, and I just, um, for a song to evoke such an emotional response for me, I realized I wanna be there for moments like that for listeners. If you are going through a really hard time, I want a song for that for you. If you are celebrating, I want a song for that moment for you. I want, I, I love connecting with people mm -hmm. and the medium I wanna do that through is music. Awesome, that's, that's amazing. You know, and I think that's the one thing that people enjoy about music is the ability to connect and resonate with different songs or different parts of songs to and kind of attach it to different parts of their lives or different moments in their lives so that's really cool um so you uh so when at, at what point did you kind of start taking music a little bit or more seriously as like you knew you wanted to make it your profession was it before college was it during college after college Way before I was 12 years old and I made a demo. Okay. Um, it was um, as like a bat mitzvah present. My parents took me into the studio and they let me record some cover songs. I did a Celine Dion song, a song from Wicked, um, some Natalie Cole and Celine Dion and Kelly Clarkson. A whole mishmash of things. I was like, I will sing the telephone book. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they let me do that. And then... Um, it sort of calmed down for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of singing competitions around the island, mm -hmm. but I think the hope was that maybe I'll go to college and do communications instead. Yeah. Um, so they like supported it on a local level, but didn't really try to push me to do something on a more global scale. Yeah. So I brought myself to that space once I graduated college. I was like, no, 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 no. We need to take this to the next level. And do something with it. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. that first demo you re you recorded, um, do you remember specifically what songs they were? Or oh yes, oh, yes I do. <laughs> I sang. Sorry, I'm laughing. Just be. I I appreciate how much confidence I had at 12, and I knew exactly what I wanted. Is it <laughs> is it what I would have done now? No. But at the time, I was like, no, this is my sound. This is what I'm going for. And I'm doing a little bit of everything. Okay. Uh, I, I did. Um, oh, you'll have to excuse my voice. It's a little gravelly because I caught sinusitis. Oh, so for wow. about a week, it's been hard to speak and especially to sing. Mm -hmm. But um, I did for, from Celine Dion. I did. These are the special times. And then from Wicked, I did Defying Gravity, like the top song. Yeah. And then from Kelly Clarkson, I did something off her Breakaway album, a song that didn't make it as a single. It was called Gone. I'm not um, familiar with same, that song. Same vibe as like Hazel Eyes though, like yeah. same vibe as like Since You've Been Gone, Behind These Hazel Eyes, same mm -hmm. kind of vibe, very angst. Nice. And then, okay, so that was... Celine Dion. Whitney Houston, I think you. Oh, I didn't sing any Whitney Houston. I did Kelly no. Clarkson. I did Celine Dion, Wicked, Kelly Clarkson. I did Natalie Cole. I did Orange Colored Sky, a little jazz standard. And then there was something else. There was some. It's going to come to me once we're done with this interview. That's 100% fine. And I had like just said it too. I just said it and just, whoop. I'm like Dory the Fish. Yeah. So... The next important question, does mm -hmm. a copy of this demo still exist? 
Oh, it does. It is um, to everyone who came to my bat mitzvah, they each have a copy. Okay. And it's very incriminating. <laughs> it, to it totally exists. I know my parents have multiple copies somewhere. It's on a CD. So okay. it's not like on iTunes or anything like that. No, no, it's back in the day. You remember what a CD is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember with like Virgin Records, you go to a CD, you like get yeah. a CD from the store and you'd be like, oh my gosh, um, what is that now? Huh? But uh, yeah, it I, definitely I, exists. I'm excited that vinyl is making a comeback. Like I'm all, yes. about, I'm all about the vinyl right now. That That is my thing. It's anytime I go to a show and somebody's got vinyl sitting out there, they're selling vinyl. It's like, okay, yeah, it's going to cost me 40 bucks, but there you go. I'll buy your vinyl from you. So uh, that is so cool. What do you what do you have on vinyl? Um nothing major. Uh I have 36 chambers by Wu Tang. Amazing. Yes. That that was the first vinyl that I bought. And then I just um a couple of uh, radio demos, our radio play uh EP type deals that I was in a, I lived in Tallahassee, Florida for a few years. And there was a, like a secondhand store that had like a whole bunch of vinyl. So I would just go through and like a whole bunch of rock nation and just like all these random uh, like radio EPs. It's like, okay, I'll just buy these. Cause you never know if you're going to see these again. So, and then I got a bunch of independent uh, bands, uh, EPs and LPs and all that stuff. So cool. My my boyfriend's very into vinyl and, and records and he collects them. Yeah. Um he has like like Dougie Fresh and like these like 80s people and a lot of Japanese artists. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I, I'm I was gonna buy more stuff over the COVID, but not a lot of people pushed out vinyl during covid which was kind of interesting yeah. um so i'm hoping in 2022 i get to add to my collection that hit yep there's the hoping so um so you went to school for musical theater right oh yes i am a theater baby I, how um how was that experience going knowing that you wanted to do pop music but went to school for musical theater how wh what was that experience like for you oh it was a wonderful experience I loved going to college albeit a lot of it was stressful the workload is super stressful <laughs> um and then on top of that the schoolwork I was also doing an internship and had two jobs it was a uh, a lot a lot was happening on top Ooh. of like when you're a musical theater major you also are expected to do the shows so like all those things together a lot was happening but also so much joy. It was so much fun. I got to really nurture my craft, um, gain a lot of independence, meet incredible people. And I, I really do love theater. Music mm -hmm. is my first love, but I, I thoroughly enjoy theater and the ability to transport an entire audience to another magical place and step into the skin of somebody else, become somebody else, um, while also bringing parts of yourself to a role mm -hmm. is really interesting just from a whole psychological perspective so fascinating nice nice and then so after you left school you ended up moving out to LA and it, it's at that point you started uh writing and recording professionally yes I started writing 
I've been writing songs since I was really little. The first song I wrote, I was nine mm-hmm. and it was about like my dog dying. Um, but I started recording professionally minus that time on Long Island. Yeah. Um, when I moved to LA, I made my EP. I recorded it with Nash Overstreet from Hot Shell Ray. So the 12th grader in me was freaking out. Um, you know that song? We're going at it tonight. Uh, it sounds familiar. It, it's been a minute, but yeah. They were super big when I was in high school and they're coming out with more music now. So I'm so excited for them to like make a comeback. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited for them. Awesome. Awesome. And so the EP you're referring to is the a self-titled Lexi Martin EP. Yes. That came out in 2019. Well, let's talk about that a little bit since that was your debut EP. Um, what kind of went into that whole process of making an EP? Were you specifically writing, knowing that you wanted to put everything on an EP? Or, yeah, let's just talk about the entire process in general. It was so cool. I knew why I wanted to make an EP. Looking back on it, I think I should have released each song as a single Mm -hmm. just because I think that's where the industry is going now. Mm -hmm. But um, I knew I wanted to have at least five songs that demonstrated a bunch of versatility and what I could do as an artist. And I had a lot of things I wanted to express and I needed multiple songs to do that. Um, It was super, super fun. I got to work with three amazing co-writers. I had a fabulous producer. And it was a wonderful learning and networking experience. And I really grew from it. Nice. And what kind of, just to kind of point into some more uh, things that I wanted to talk about, what went into the song selection process for that EP? Um, understanding the what my brand is as an, as an artist, like what, what is the message? What is my main message that I want people to take away when they hear this EP? And what I really wanted were songs that were uplifting and uh, a lot of self-empowerment. That's, mm-hmm. that's the real message. I want yeah. you to believe in yourself. When you hear my music, if you're in a moment of doubt um, or just feeling really low about yourself, I am rooting for you. I want you to feel the best you can be. I believe in you. So that's what those songs are for. Awesome. Awesome. And so then just kind of fast forwarding to your most recent release, which was back in October. Yeah. October. Uh, Superpower. Uh, What's kind of the story behind that song specifically? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. Okay. Um, So in 20, either 16 or 17, I was chilling with my friend who um, I had gone to college with. And she is someone who, like myself, was uh, struggling with their mental health and, and encountered mental health illness. But so she had this whole concept that when she was talking to me, she described her, what she was going through and she described it as a superpower, which, totally rocked my world because usually when I'm facing those mental health difficulties, I, I tend to internalize things and feel like a victim, helpless, loss of control of my environment. And so when she explained that to me, it just completely 
changed my outlook. I felt like I had autonomy again. So I wanted to take that concept and write a whole song about it where even on your worst day, mm -hmm. when depression is crushing you and weighing you down and anxiety is just suffocating you, you still deserve to believe in yourself and give yourself that self-love. Even on your worst day, you are still worthy of all of those wonderful things. If all you did was feed your cat and brush your teeth today, you're a hero. Yep. Yeah. Especially to your cat, because without yeah, you. Yeah, because, um, yeah, no, you got to feed your cat. You got to <laughs> feed your cat. That's yep. mandatory. Yep, mandatory or, yeah, I know that's awesome. That's really cool. And uh, so did... Obviously, with COVID and everything, it kind of have messed with a lot of people's plans and schedules. Did COVID mess with your release of Superpower? Were you wanting to release it sooner, or did you kind of get it out when you wanted to? I was able to get out Superpower when I wanted to. I knew I wanted to release it on October 10th because that was World Mental Health Day, mm -hmm. um, and given the the con continuity of the yeah. song I was like this is this is the right day to do it yeah what COVID is messing up is I'm doing a music video for superpower and that has now been delayed due to Omicron yep so it's kind of I, I get it you know it's just one of those things where it's like you gotta roll with the punches you gotta yeah. you know Safe. start getting creative I've, I've seen bands do some really creative stuff during uh during uh covid so including shooting an entire music video separately on green screens which seems insane but they made it work so um so that's cool i'm really excited to see the music video once it does come out uh how long's the uh did you always want to put a music video out for superpower or was that something that as the song released it was uh, something that kind of started coming to fruition there. I already knew I wanted to do a music video to Superpower. And I had come up with a concept that I thought was so different and unique and that needed to be seen. Um, I'm like, do I spoil it? Do I not? Do I spoil it? No, no, no. We're going to keep it in the dark. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I, I already knew I wanted to do a music video for mm. it. Um, and then once I saw how many streams it was getting, it was very validating. I was like, okay, great. I think people would want to see it because yeah. the song's being well-received. Um, shout out to B squared. Um, they did excellent work as far as promotions concerned. Thanks. So thanks to them. I got a bunch of streams. Is that how you originally found out about us? Cause we've done some work yeah. with them in the, okay. It's getting hard now because there's a few different agencies that we work with that it's like, and then we still get the, uh, we still get a pretty decent amount of people that just find us on their own. It's like, Oh, how'd you find out about us? You know? So that's always just like a little mental, mental note that I take up here to figure out what's working as far as our promote promotion tactic tactics. So, um, no, that's awesome that you got, you started getting streams and you're working on the music video and I'm really excited to see the music video and we won't spoil that because we, I want it to be a very special, Thanks, special man. moment once it releases. 
But um, as far as writing and new music, where are you kind of at creatively right now? I know you're focused very heavily on the music video, but as far as writing goes, where are you at creatively? As far as writing goes, I still write, even though I'm not um, making the financial investment just yet to go back into the studio because I'm putting so much into this music video. Mm -hmm. I'm still writing and getting prepared for once the music video is over, I want to do more music. Always, there's always more to do. There's always more to say. There's always a new message happening. Um, so definitely there's going to be more stuff happening. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited to see more from you and can't wait to see what you got kind of racking your brain, you know? Thank you. Yep. Uh, so just to kind of step away from music and just kind of talking about you a little bit, um, when it becomes time where Lexi needs her alone time to step away from everything to decompress, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to get away from everything? You know, all that stuff. Um, I love to read. Okay. I love to read and I love to watch anime. <laughs> um, that is the best. Um, I light my candles. I have my cup of tea. I'm either going to read or turn on some sailor moon and just, just take that time for me. Um, Cause otherwise, usually my, my greatest creative outlet is just writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, since I can't really connect on the anime portion of that answer, cause I don't, I, I tried to watch the Netflix remake of Cowboy Bebop. Right? I didn't know that was a thing. I yeah. thought you were gonna say Shira. What's that? Netflix did a reboot of um, an old TV show called She-Ra. Okay. No, I didn't. No, okay. But no, maybe it wasn't Netflix, but somebody did a remake or a live action of Cowboy Bebop. And I tried to watch it. And everybody's like, no, that, that's not accurate. You can't watch that. And I'm like, I don't really care. Oh. I, I, I just want to watch it. And then I just kind of stopped after the first episode. So, you know, it's like, you guys ruined it for me. Now I'm just not going to watch it. Thanks. Oh, so. no, if you enjoy it, live your best life. Um, no, I, I am currently fully immersed in 1883. Like that is my show. Okay. That, that is, it's the pre, the origin story to Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, so that that's my show right now. I'm all about it. They're only like four or five episodes in, so. Okay. Um, no, that's awesome. So, um, what 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 kind of uh, books do you like to read? What do you, when you sit down to read? What is it? Fiction, nonfiction, biographies. Um, right now I'm currently reading. Let me see if I can go get it. I'll okay. Right all right, not a problem. It is called I Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. I love reading about like, yes, self-help, but also like redemption stories. I love reading like, I guess, memoir type books. Mm -hmm. um, I also love Jen Sincero. She has the whole You Are a Badass mm -hmm. series thing about like, you are a badass with money. You are a badass. You are a successful badass. Like, like different aspects of your life where you could be a badass at. Yeah that um 
So I love those types of things. I love reading books about the business side of the music industry. Mm-hmm. So um, those types of books. But when I was a kid, I loved young adult novels. I was a big Twy hard, <laughs> huge, <laughs> huge. Nice. I, I was in, when I was in grade school, I was into Harry Potter, but I stopped after the third one. Cause I went to go pick up uh, the uh, fourth one and I saw how big it was. I was like, yeah, I'm good. It's <laughs> like, uh, there's a movie for that. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's awesome. Uh, I actually have, you're a badass somewhere sitting around here. I bought yeah. it. I bought it a few years ago because one of my, uh, uh, when I was living out in New Mexico, uh, one of the, co- I used, to, or I, uh, have a past of making movies and doing stuff like that, uh, making short films and stuff like that. And one of the actresses I was working with was telling me about this book. And I was like, well, maybe I should go check it out. And I went to target the next day and it was sitting right there. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I don't know what kind of sign this is, but, all right, cool. And I had 20 bucks. It cost 20 bucks. So there you go. Um, I read it. it, And no, I did read most of it, but it's been like four or five years. So it's like, uh, I don't quite remember all what's in there. Oh yeah. I read that book maybe back in 2016 or so. It's still Mm -hmm. on my bookshelf. I need to reread it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. It's just like, uh, it's been four or five years. So um no so that's really cool um and then outside of that you're reading music uh anime uh do you have a full-time job or are you a full-time musician musician what i do right now is i actually work for uber technologies i work in a green light hub and the green light hub is in person driver assistance so the uber drivers i'm their customer service in person okay So if they have an issue, they come to you? Is that kind of? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you have an issue, you come right on down. Or if you're signing up and you're first getting acquainted with the app, we onboard people. You know, Mm -hmm. we teach you how to use it and whatnot. We train you. Um, But yeah, no, if you have an issue of like, I don't know, maybe heaven forbid, like what if somebody threw up in your car? You know, know, things of that nature. Literally, because I hear all those stories about how if somebody throws up in your car, Uber will to a point take care of it. And for whatever reason, when you brought that up, I was like, is that what you have to deal with on a day in day out basis? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's customer service. Gotcha. Completely understood. But I don't want to keep you too much longer here tonight. Uh, so we're going to, take one more question Mm -hmm. which is from our random question generator awesome i have no idea what it's going to ask but if it asks anything inappropriate i will spin it again because it has a has a opportunity to do that let me reread the okay here we go you ready Mm -hmm. what do tourists get overcharged the most for in your opinion water <laughs> like water bottles okay 
That's fair. And that is very fair and very it's true. Like the first thing I think of, like when you go, if I were to be in the LA live area, like where yeah. the Staples Center is and the and where the basketball is happening, um, if you go to like the Regal Theater, water mm-hmm. is like five dollars. I'm like, what? The bottle of water? Yeah, and that is. And you go to like any of the amusement parks, water's like three, four, five dollars. Not. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Rough. Yeah, it's really rough. That's fair. Um, I was gonna ask why why that popped up into your head, but it just makes all the sense in the world. Um, and then I lied. One more question: What's okay. one thing you miss about Long Island that you cannot get in LA? What do you think the answer is? I hope you say Nathan's hot dogs and not pizza, but. <laughs> Okay, Nathan's hot dogs. I'll give that to you. But I was oh, okay. Because the only reason I say that is I'm from Chicago, so we we might have to fight on the pizza. Um, I have not had deep dish, but I I don't want to have. Why it does everybody until, like, assume Chicago? everybody in Chicago eats deep dish? Like this is one this is, is one not- rumor that I want to break. Okay, nobody from Chicago unless you are downtown on an eighth grade graduation trip of some sort, that is the only (laughs) time you ever eat deep dish pizza. If you're downtown for a very, very rare special occasion and it's like, Oh, Hey, there's Gino's lose, whatever. Nine times out of 10, you go to Chicago, you're going to get a Chicago style thin crust. Sorry. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I I had to stand on the podium there. I'm a battle you for that. Okay. Um, it's not pizza. Um, something else. Um, a the water. Okay. New York tap is the is is everything. Um, and then frankly, bagels. Okay. It, it's the water. It's it's the minerals in the water, scientifically proven. Yep. For real, I know I'm laughing because I know it sounds a little silly, but I, it's legit. Totally legit. Yeah. Just the bagels when you poach them in the water, it's different. Yeah. I'm not a big ba- I'm not a big bagel person, so I'm gonna take your word on that one. Really so, Whenever you're in I, New York, get a bagel. I do need to make a trip to New York. I've had seven or eight different people tell me that over the last year and a half. And it's like one of these days I will. My sound engineer and my co-partner in Live and Amplified, he's from Boston. And even he's like, we've got to go to New York. And it's like you're from Boston. We probably need to go to Boston first before we go to New York. He's like, yeah, but we need to go to New York. And I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out. So, you know, um, no, that's, that's kind of how it is. Um, but once again, I do want to thank you for sitting down and chatting with us a little bit. Um, before we let you go, uh, if anybody wants to check out the, uh, superpower single and then the music video when it drops or check out any shows, anything that you got coming up, where's the best place for them to do that? Ooh, follow me on Instagram. I am Lexi Martin. That's L E X I E M A R T I N literally like at I am Lexi Martin. Follow me. I will follow you back and I would love to chit chat with you and get to meet you and all that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. And then do you have any uh, shows live live shows or were you kind of at on that one with COVID and everything with COVID right now? I had one, it was going to be in San Diego 
and it had to be canceled. We're trying to reschedule and figure out when. I'm trying to look for dates in March, but as of right now with, with COVID, it's a little up in the air. Yeah. I Like with the resurgence of Omicron, or not resurgence, but the surge of Omicron, I'm hearing that yeah. pretty consistently. So yeah, it's rough times. Yeah. So. yeah. so my heart goes out to like musicians and, and the venues, the music venues. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to keep them open. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when already having to deal with two years of this stuff and now it's just like surging right back up. So it's rough. So, but um, once again, I do want to thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us a little bit. Um, Anytime that you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Um, Other than that, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later. Thank you for having me. Cool. We are good.